0: Do you ever find that you get really wound up by something so that you feel like you're almost gonna turn green like the Incredible Hulk? If so, we're gonna be talking about anger and how to deal with it in today's podcast, so stay tuned. And if you want to find out more about how to improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where we have lots of resources to help you find and create the relationship that you want. welcome to today's podcast and today we're going to be talking about anger yes. my name is Tom McKay
1: <laughs> and my name is Angela Dirks <laughs> that was a very weak attempt at being angry I, can't, I couldn't quite do it how would you do it I
0: was quite convinced I was getting a little bit nervous as <laughs> you did that actually
1: okay well we we'll talk about anger because anger is something that uh, we actually work with quite frequently as counselors psychotherapists and also with couples we get lots of clients coming to us saying, you know, I feel really frustrated, um, and it presents, you know, it really clouds their life in all sorts of aspects. Uh, somebody gets constantly frustrated with everyone else and kind of starts shouting, in, or in couples' relationships, obviously, it, it presents itself by one partner shouting at the other, the other one being really frustrated, and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, and when it turns into rage, that can be even worse as well with rage and where, you know, people may express themselves through anger physically in terms of violence, you know, that can be really problematic, particularly in relationships and in everyday life.
1: Yeah. So anger, obviously, there are many facets to anger. And well, why are we angry? There is a sort of evolutionary uh, benefit to anger, so to speak. It's part of our fight, flight, freeze response. So it's this situation when we perceive a situation to be threatening to us, when we perceive danger, we can respond in different ways. So we can kind of fight back or we can play dead or we can run away. Now, anger is the fighting back response. So it's mobilizing our body and we notice it when we're angry. We notice that we have blood rushing through our system. The heart starts pumping uh, a lot faster than usual than than usually in other situations. So we're kind of mobilizing for fighting, and that's what we are experiencing when when we're angry. So angry is anger is a response to a perceived threat, usually.
0: Yeah, and and as well, that's uh, when anger is turned outside, but anger can also be turned inside. So as well as getting angry with somebody, we might might hold that anger in, and that is probably more like the freeze response, where essentially it immobilizes us. But we may uh, take that anger on ourselves, we may feel depressed, we may kind of just shut ourselves away, isolate ourselves, or even Mm self-harm. Yeah,
1: so very often, I mean, people are surprised when when I explain to them, a lot of clients are surprised when I explain anger, um, sort of inward anger as, you know, depression as as a form of inward anger, for example. It's kind of almost like you're attacking yourself rather than someone else. So rather than putting it out there, you hold it in here. And frequently also this is related to um, to low self-esteem as well. So you you don't. You kind of attack yourself. You tell yourself that you're not worthwhile, that you're not a, a good enough person, etc., etc. So you can manifest in that way as well.
0: Yeah. And so just um, just to get started. Maybe just take a moment and think about what are two or three things that make you angry. Mm. So what what's something that makes you angry?
1: Oh, God, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, I notice it on the road sometimes when I'm driving and uh, I can see somebody driving really irresponsibly, racing along uh, the road at, you know, 100 miles in a 60 miles speed limit area. Something like that can make me angry. How about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, same sort of thing, When when, I think when, but I think that kind of tallies with sort of any situation where somebody really, mm-hmm. I feel, is taking advantage of somebody else. Mm-hmm. So not just me, but somebody else, whether it's pushing mm-hmm. in a queue, whether yeah. it's uh, driving irresponsibly and potentially causing risk, when somebody, uh, I feel, is disrespecting somebody um, and not kind of acknowledging their rights, I feel that sort of thing can make me angry. And the question mm-hmm. is, you know, how does that tie in with a fight or flight response? Because that's mm-hmm. not something that seems like a real physical threats mm-hmm. but uh, to me i see that as being more like a, almost a territorial thing is yeah. that you know you know if, if you have a house and you have a garden i'm sure most of most people have experienced where you know you have these neighborly disputes because mm-hmm. you know, your neighbor kind of does something to the fence or kind of like in in like somehow tries to take over a bit of your land or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and we it's always like this territorial thing where we want to defend our territory Yes. And I think in some ways it's it's similar that response where if we see somebody taking advantage of somebody for in my example mm-hmm. these are my values these are the things I hold precious so it's almost like my territory it's like these are my kind of ground rules that, for the way that I see life and if somebody violates that then then it makes me angry because I want to defend these things
1: yeah. Uh, absolutely, and sometimes it might not feel so easy for you to express your anger. So you might think, oh, actually, if I if I uh, show the other person that I'm really angry, they might they might not like me anymore, etc. So the anger might come out in different ways, and a very classic way in which it comes out is a very passive aggressive way. So where you you're not directly saying to another person, I'm really angry, or you're not shouting at them, you're not showing them. But you kind of bring it in underhands, uh, you know, sort of digging at the other person. That's, for many people, a very typical way of expressing their anger. Yeah. And that's often because they have learned uh, at home that it's not safe to express how you feel. It's not safe to express your anger. Um, it's best to kind of do it in a way that, where you have an out, so to speak, where if the other person then says to you, well, you were really aggressive there, you say, well, no. Yeah, I didn't say anything here that was offensive, did I?
0: Yeah, well, it's not not like you'd know about that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yes, yes. So yeah, that sort of thing with these sort of underhand comments. Yes. And um, yeah, and so so sometimes that passive aggressive thing we pick up, and mm. you know that can be very toxic in a relationship. And mm. uh, you know where anger is never expressed, but uh, expressed overtly is anger, but mm. it it comes across in this sort of almost like this poison you don't realise is there, but is poisoning that relationship mm. behind these scenes.
1: Yeah. Well, an anger is often a sort of, it's a protest behavior. It's an uh, expression of a frustration with the situation. And often it's finding expression through anxiety. So you can feel quite anxious and therefore get angry. Or you can also um, protest by kind of withdrawing. That's another way of expressing your anger. And that's often tied in with a sort of passive aggressive stance in, in couples relationships.
0: Yeah, and anger is not always a bad thing. I mean, anger can be yeah. useful. So anger can motivate us to yeah. take action. Yeah. Um, you know, many great causes have been sparked off by people becoming angry about what they feel is an injustice or something else in life. And mm-hmm. that starts that movement. So anger can mm-hmm. lead us to motivation. But it's when we hold on to the anger mm-hmm. or when it's too intense or it goes on for too long, mm-hmm. then it can be problematic. And maybe just for a moment, just think about, can you think about a situation where you felt more anger than is really warranted by that situation? Like say for example, you're going out to the shops and someone says something to you, maybe it's sort of like, could you move that out of the way? And suddenly you find yourself getting really angry and later on you think, well, why did I get angry like that? And the reason is because we don't just tend to feel the anger from that situation we feel a build-up of anger from all similar situations in our life so we mm-hmm. could think of it as being like maybe a gestalt of the anger but all the anger we experience and uh, is mm-hmm. kind of connected it's like in a chain of emotion mm-hmm. and that a lot of research in memory shows this a lot of memory is state dependent that mm-hmm. you know when we're in a certain emotion it kind of connects to the other times we've had emotions that are similar mm-hmm. so it's like we have this this like chain of light bulbs mm-hmm. and that uh, we say it like each light bulbs like the times we have anger and there are some of these light bulbs that are kind of bigger and brighter than others like more kind of traumatic events where maybe we've been justified in feeling angry. Uh, but they're all still connected, so even if we have a little bit now, as soon as you turn on that switch, the whole thing gets lit up, mm. so we feel that whole current from all of those times you felt anger, and that's why sometimes we feel more anger than is warranted by that situation, which in itself may not be problematic.
1: Yeah, very good, so it's just a trigger, isn't it, for yeah. all the other... Uh, in moments of injustice for example. Yeah. yeah. And another I think useful image with anger is what's called the the anger iceberg. So if you sort of visualize an, uh, an iceberg at the top of it sits the emotion anger and underneath uh, might be a whole host of other uh, emotional experiences. It might be, there might be sadness, there might be uh, frustration, there might be grumpiness, there might be a sense of helplessness, so anger very often is just how um, how an emotion gets expressed, but underneath it there's a whole, as I say, a whole host of other emotions that might uh, actually need exploring in order to understand why do I feel this intense frustration here.
0: Yeah, another common thing is it's also loss as yeah, well, you know, loss, loss very much, yeah, Absolutely. and grief a uh, natural part of the grieving process tends to be anger yeah. so you know sometimes we have all of these different things connected
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so and in relationships obviously yes it's really helpful to kind of to when uh, obviously there's often an expression of anger because it's normal that uh there are frustrations in relationships you know after all there's two separate people who have different ideas different ways of approaching things different Uh, different plans in life, different emotional responses, etc. So there will be some conflict and there will be some anger as well, but it's how you manage that in the relationship that's going to be absolutely crucial. So first of all, um, it's really helpful also to understand that um, anger, that you have learned uh, how to express anger differently, potentially, um, where in one family of origin, um, there might be a very easy you know a, a, a frequent expression of anger, one you know parents shouting, siblings shouting, or whatever. In other families, anger might have been um, conceived as being very dangerous and something to be avoided, and there's never an angry word spoken. there might be a lot of passive aggressiveness, but no uh, obvious expression of anger. So anger is kind of suppressed. So if you imagine uh, a couple where these two partners come together, this is going to be quite difficult. So for the person who frequently expresses angry feelings, they might get frustrated with the partner who never does and uh, you know, who just never actually shows what's going on for them. And for the other partner, it might be very, very um, frightening to be at the receiving end of such obvious expression of anger. So this needs to be kind of negotiated and understood about um, how frustrations get uh, expressed in the relationship and how to manage them. And certainly, it's not helpful if one partner gets very easily aroused and angry for the other partner then to say, "Well, just calm down." What happens when you say that? You know, it's just really frustrating, isn't it? Calm down. What's What's that going to do? So it's really um, it would be more helpful to acknowledge. Uh, that there's a frustration to just say, well, you seem very frustrated right now. Maybe we can talk about that, and then usually the anger goes down.
0: Yeah, and actually with that as well, if somebody is in an angry state, and it like, might not be a partner, it might be out in the street. like say, for example, you know you have a little prank with your car, which mm. I don't know if that translates in America like a little car yeah. crash or a yeah. car accident, and the person's really angry. They come out, you know, if they're really angry or if you're really angry, and again the person, as Angela said, says, okay, just calm down then you get more angry but actually and what tends to happen better is if we kind of try to match some of the not the anger but mm-hmm. the kind of energy in the voice but say something very different mm-hmm. so acknowledge the anger so mm-hmm. you know, i appreciate that you know, i appreciate that this is really upsetting and x y and z but with a bit more energy in your voice because mm-hmm. if you're saying it I appreciate you're upset. So again, it doesn't doesn't match it. So we want to kind of match the energy level. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like verbal Aikido. And Aikido is a martial art where essentially if somebody was to punch you, rather than try and use force to block it, what you do is you take their force and redirect it. You channel it. Mm -hmm. So you use a similar energy, then you redirect it. So it's similar in our kind of expression when we're kind of talking. Mm -hmm. We use a similar energy to them, but not the anger. So we express it maybe with a similar volume, a similar pace, maybe um, a similar sort of tonality in the voice, but we say something that acknowledges what they're experiencing. Um, And I know someone actually did that uh, many years ago who had been in a car crash, and they used this principle, and the person came out really angry, and this person I I, I knew back then uh, said, like, you know, it's totally my fault... And basically we're saying it in that sort of similar sort of energy, the expression, Mm a little bit like the person was saying it, but the voice, the words were totally kind of taking it away from blaming the other person. So it it actually really diffused it. Mm. Um, Yeah, because blaming
1: is never going to do anything helpful, is it? Blaming is just basically saying the responsibility rests with the other person. And maybe sometimes that might be true, but sometimes it might not be true. Uh, And also, but if you just blame someone else, that means you have no control over the situation ultimately if you just pass on the responsibility to the other person. So it's really more helpful to kind of think about what can I do here in this scenario that is helpful. Yeah,
0: absolutely, so that's that's another key thing is What we can do if you're feeling angry is, first of all, well, the first thing you want to do is take a moment, Mm. you know, breathe. uh, Maybe even count to five. And the reason you might count to five is it helps to distract you a bit from the emotion. Mm -hmm. So internally, slow your breathing down. Breathe from a diaphragm, take a few deep breaths, count to five. And then once you're feeling a little bit more settled, then maybe approach it. Or go out for a walk. Um, In a relationship, maybe just say, Mm -hmm. you know, at the moment I just, I, I, we need to discuss this I need mm-hmm. to take a moment just to calm down explain what you're doing rather than just walking out because that can yeah. be taken as being disrespectful mm-hmm. uh, and then come back and get into this discussion when you feel more calm absolutely yeah and when you feel more calm as Angela said is think about how you express it so avoid mm-hmm. blaming the other person mm-hmm. like you know I don't want to say you're so rude you're so aggressive you're so hostile because mm-hmm. immediately you know what happens is you, know, you go on the defensive
1: absolutely the other person, you get the other person's back, and that's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you want to say, "Yeah, I felt really upset when X um, happened."
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and just say how you're feeling, and you know, begin to explore that, and f- think about, well, how can you come to a better way of communicating?
1: Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Another sort of uh, uh, tip that I sometimes give to clients that we sort of, that that you might you might or might not find helpful is to just have a little mantra, so to speak, something that you can tell yourself in that moment. When you notice that your blood, your blood starts, pump, uh, your heart starts pumping, etc., and you begin become very angry, some sort of mantra like you know, uh, you know, I need to stay calm. This is going to pass. Give it a minute. Whatever it is that you want to say to yourself, but something that works for you as a reminder that you need to kind of calm yourself down a little bit in that situation, and then revisit. Uh, your responses. Because what you don't want to do is respond immediately. If you're going to respond immediately, it's not going to be particularly helpful necessarily. So it's just finding that moment where you've calmed down your system a little bit and then you can have a discussion about it
0: yeah and actually to calm down your system what you may need to do is actually do some exercise because when you're feeling angry it's not just an emotional response your physiology changes so uh, as we talked about the fight flight response you probably have more adrenaline thrown through your system Mm. with anger or aggression there tends to be more cortisol that's released into the bloodstream as well and uh, basically we need to kind of manage that and with exercise you can help to kind of regulate some of these things processes in your body Mm -hmm. to just help kind of get everything flowing properly get all kind of you know your system oxygenated properly so Mm -hmm. it's a great way to diffuse some of that because i'm sure you know maybe you've had an experience where you get really angry really wound up about something and you can't sleep that night and it's almost like you can feel the chemicals in your body and Mm -hmm. that's you know doing some exercise can be a great way to help release that
1: yeah, or another thing that sometimes helps uh, some people is the visualization. So it's just sort of imagining, just having a visual cue, so to speak, that indicates to yourself, uh, you know, sort of something calm and soothing. It might be whatever it is that you conjure up. It might be a meadow. It might be a sort of a beach that you're walking along. It might be a particular color that you associate with calmness. So. It, if uh, anger for example is red for you then think well maybe I'm sort of thinking about green now as a color that I'm going to breathe in and that might help you to calm down in that moment as well so whatever it is that you you can kind of think of just one image one symbol that takes you away from the anger that can be helpful yeah and you
0: can use humor with that as well so I yeah. remember years and years ago I kind of helped someone else and this was a long time ago who uh, was getting wound up by the expression of someone that they worked with mm. Uh, and I got them to think of something humorous that kind of mm. seemed similar. And for them, it was a picture of some sort of fish with its kind of cheeks moving in and out. And they kind of visualized that over the image of the other person. And the next time I saw them, they reported back that, you know, just inwardly, rather than getting angry, they just like, they laughed internally.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, you can also, I mean, something that I sometimes use is just you, you uh, give the anger a different voice, a comical voice, like a Mickey Mouse voice or something like that. And that sometimes, it sometimes kind of diffuses uh, the the thought that you have in your head and makes it kind of a little bit more comical and therefore less threatening maybe for you as well and for the other person. So these are all these are all sort of like uh, some easy examples. Then obviously another one that's really helpful with anger is to kind of be really clear about what's the trigger here. Because anger is a response to uh, perceived threat and perceived threat might be an injustice. It might be, I mean, very often it is the sense of you know, somebody's not quite getting me or somebody's kind of getting in the way of something I want to achieve. There is an obstacle in the way, so to speak. Uh, and it's being quite clear about what are your triggers? What is it that gets you going? What is it that gets your heart racing? What is it that you find really infuriating? And it might be that um, the other, you feel like the other person is not getting me. It can be that kind of frustration or The other person is uh, saying something that's really hurtful to me. So being quite clear here about what is it that that gets this anger response going in you. Yeah,
0: and also importantly is, well, what do you do when you have a trigger? Well, actually knowing the trigger means you prepare in advance. So you think, you know, when this sort of thing happens, you're likely to be angry. So it means that when it happens again, you try and step back and maybe then be prepared to slow Mm -hmm. your breathing down Mm -hmm. rather than be immediately triggered into it. Uh, And to help with that as well, it can be useful to practice mindfulness. So there are various mindfulness apps around, mindfulness courses, where essentially we learn to detach from the actual kind of thoughts and step back and actually just experience ourselves more in the moment rather than triggered by this flood of things also connected to the past. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness, relaxation techniques as well could be Mm -hmm. really useful, practicing Mm -hmm. to relax. Although um, I do believe myself that uh, if someone's really angry, Sometimes it's difficult yeah. to do relaxation yeah, technique. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But
0: the key, the missing piece for, for me is certainly mm. do some exercise first. Mm. Do some exercise, get your system, get some of those hormones and chemicals out of your body mm. and then relax, then do the relaxation techniques.
1: Yeah, or you could do some sort of displacement techniques. I mean, this, will try, uh, this sort of classic stuff in the 70s was that you go and whack a cushion um, Which I don't think is done anymore and most certainly most counselling practices is not done anymore, but well if it helps you Why not right if that's a way of discharge. It's about discharging Discharging this energy from your body then if that's what helps you then by all means go and do it
0: Great can I I also do you remember an episode of the Simpsons where that the family were all (laughs) given like bats or something I had to like <laughs> whack each other kind of dressing sumo outfits and things and I, I think the reason it's not done so much is there is potentially a problem with this where if you get used to the way of displacing anger is hitting something yeah, even true. if it's like a, a punch bag what you're associating is, I'm angry, I'll hit something to make me feel better. Sure. There's a danger, like one night you go out, you have like a couple too many drinks yes. late at night, and you get angry, so you just hit somebody. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it can be used as a short-term thing, but just be careful about using no. some of those things. Well,
1: absolutely. I mean, and it's also not looking at the underlying causes, which ultimately is, is really what's helpful here as well. It's kind of for you to gain some understanding of what it is that gets you, that sets you off in the first place. Why do you have this really strong response? I mean, if you have it once in a while, then obviously that's not a problem, right? We all feel angry once in a while. That's okay. But if it's a consistent thing that plays out again and again and again and gets in the way of lots of relationships, you know, you, you know romantic relationships, but also at work or in relationships with other people generally, then this is really something that needs exploration. And it's just sort of really having some understanding of what is it that gets me uh, what, what is it that gets me going? What is the trigger here for me? Um, and unless you kind of get to that, you can't really deal with it in the long run. I Abso- think
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, with regards to that as well, that, that if you're finding that you are repeatedly experiencing a lot of anger and it's quite frequent and it's getting in the way of your life, there's really no substitute for good psychotherapy or absolutely. good counselling. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: you do need to work for it one-to-one.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, that that's very much what you would do in a, in a therapeutic setting. You would look at the underlying causes. You would look at the how do I manage this. That's really important as well. If I do feel really angry, how do I manage it through all of the techniques that we talked about earlier on. But really, most importantly, it's also where is this coming from? Because once you've got to the to the bottom of that, you can really then start addressing it and thinking about, well, why is it that I feel so hurt, so offended when this happens?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think we kind of got to yeah. the end of uh, today's podcast. Anything else you'd like to no, add? No, I
1: think that's pretty much, we've covered most of the ground here.
0: Yeah. And if you want any more kind of resources about some of the things we've spoken about or more information about how to improve your relationships, head over to TheRelationshipMaze.com and we've got more resources there.
1: Yeah. We talk specifically about uh, anger in relationships or conflict in relationships and how to manage that more effectively.
0: Absolutely. And uh, please tune in to next week's podcast and please subscribe and share this
1: podcast with anybody you think might benefit. Yeah, so we look forward to seeing you next week. Take good care and bye for now. Bye.